As cities around the world adapt to rapid urbanization, attention to the health of urban populations is critical. ISUH Conversations is the only podcast focusing exclusively on the broad factors of urban health. We understand that the health challenges and opportunities in urban environments are complex. Our guests are urban health influencers who come from many sectors. If you are a researcher, educator, policymaker, practitioner, community leader, or urban health advocate, these conversations will resonate with you. In this podcast, Dr. Yannette Thomas, the Executive Director of ISUH, and I talk to these urban health influencers to capture their ideas and continue to advance the knowledge of urban health. I'm Mark Sylvester, your host. Let's meet our guest. Yannette, welcome back to the show. I am so excited. Uh, Today, again, you've brought another amazing person for us to interview. I'd like to introduce our audience to Dr. Jason Corburn. He's a PhD and professor in city and regional planning at the School of Public Health at UC Berkeley. He does a lot of other things and and our listener can go look at the show notes and read all of that. Jason, welcome to the show. Thanks, thanks for having me, excited to be here. Jason, I'm excited that you're here. And one thing I'd like to add is Jason is a member of the ISUH executive board. And we're excited that he has uh, agreed to be on the board for the last year and more. Jason, let's let's just pick it up right there. how is it that, I mean, you're an urban health influencer, and when you got the call to join the board of, I mean, the only organization in the world that's focused on this issue, what, tell me what went through your mind and, and how you felt that this is going to help you in the work that you're doing. Yeah, I mean, this uh, uh, ISUH is such a critical organization because it really brings together folks around the world doing a whole host of different activities critical to urban health. So from my perspective, ac- academia, but my work, uh, as hopefully we'll talk about, is really also part of engaging with practice and practitioners, community organizations, cities, and city uh, change makers and urban designers themselves. So, uh, you know, joining the board has been really a, um, you know, a great opportunity for me to connect globally with a whole host of practitioners and make that, um, you know, the, make those connections. Well, it's remarkable that you say that because um, we're going to pick up on this um, research to practice and really engaging prac- practitioners um, around the whole notion of ISUH in three key frames. One is a convener around our conferences and two is a voice you know, giving, giving voice to a number of urban health entities and communities around the world, and three as a lab where we um, you connect those dots and really bring research to practice, engage mayors, engage municipal people at the municipal level who are changing roadways so that people can live better or, or, or whatever. So, um, um, it makes me think um, wh- why we view you as an urban health influencer, Jason. And I want you to share with our listeners or membership or audience, um, tell us about your work as an urban health influencer. Yeah, so uh, I, it's a great term and I don't... Uh... <laughs> 
usually <laughs> use that term, but I'm, I'm you can kind of, you can wear it for this conversation. Yeah, and I'm I think that's going to be my new business card. Yes, uh, you know, your influencer. Yes, yes. yes. Um, no, so I, I think there's a, at least three or four ways that my work is um, aiming to influence. Of course, one as a, as an academic. Um, we're doing research and collaborative research, and I run a center here at UC Berkeley uh, called the Center for Global Healthy Cities. And through that center, we do uh, collaborative action-oriented research. So this means research that's policy-focused, that's about those kinds of changes in communities and in neighborhoods. And importantly, there's a lot happening. I mean, the, the world and cities are constantly changing. That's one of the constants, of course, of cities and, and urban, you know, urban systems. What we don't do as well as the change is understand who benefits um, and how do people's well-being benefit from that change. So that's one of the things we focus a lot on uh, here at UC Berkeley and in our center. The second thing is not just research, but building collaboration and partnership. And that's why being part of the International Society is so critical for me and our work. And we do that very locally here in the Bay Area, one of the wealthiest areas in the world. We have great, vast inequalities in neighborhoods. So what we try to do is try to dispel the myth that the urban or the city scale is the right way to think about urban health and that what we need to do is drill down and really look at, hey, where are people living? Where are they moving through the world? Are they isolated? Are they segregated? Are they able to access the benefits of city life and urban living, which can be, as we know, incredibly beneficial to well-being, um, mental health, social interaction, economic opportunity, cultural, educational, gender rights, all these wonderful things that cities can provide and have provided are not available to everybody in within cities. So it's that intra-city work and those getting our students out into the world, not just studying it, but engaging with it is, is really a critical thing that we try to do. Absolutely. And I, you know, it also makes me um, stay with you on this and think of, so ISUH's value proposition, as Mark alluded to earlier, is that it's the only global organization focused on urban health, but then that comes with a responsibility to um, not only just engage, but um, link the research that you're doing with practitioners, with, with, with people on the ground in the cities who are trying to making a difference every day for the populations in the urban spaces in which they live. How do you see, how do you view ISUH's role in the context of your work? I know you alluded to engaging, but I want to drill down a little more. Yeah, so I think um, you know, ISUH is, like you said, an incredible uh, network, building people, uh, connections, and bringing people together, particularly the, the annual conference is just an, a wonderful, amazing event. It's been something for over a decade or more I've been involved in, and, and it's uh, always a highlight, really, of the year. And I, I really like the way the conference has, has evolved itself in terms of the kinds of practitioners that are coming, the, the global scale the reaching out beyond the world of public health, because we know urban health and improving cities and, and equity in cities in particular is not going to happen through public health and medical participation in our network, but really outside into broad disciplines, my field of city planning, but design and 
sociology and, and a whole host of things that we, we talk about. So that's one thing. I think the other thing where we can do really well and move forward and something that I'm uh, co-leading as part of our um, international society is rethinking education. We need a new set of practitioners for the 21st century city. Let's face it, um, you know, we learned a lot in the, from the 19th century city and the 20th century city, but the 21st century city is vastly different, fastly moving, technology, inequalities, um, environmental and health issues that we haven't seen combined before, really, and maybe, uh, you know, at any time. So mm -hmm. we can't train people the same way we've been training them in mm -hmm. the past. So how do we rethink that education? And how do we think about that as an ongoing endeavor rather than, okay, you got a degree in public health or in city planning or design. Now you're ready to go out there and, and, and be a, a change agent. Yeah. We've got to rethink that. And I think we play a great role in this society as, as a, uh, a convener, both academics, practitioners, community, civil society, to change the way, not, how, not just how we think, but how we train people to be uh, action uh, yes. agents. So you talk about rethinking education, and I, I want to take us into that a little more, so our viewers can, our listeners can, can hear about you referring to the education workgroup, and I may be calling it education workgroup, but it has a formal name. Can you tell our listeners a little bit more about that workgroup and um, what the thinking is behind that, and how through that workgroup you hope to rethink education? Yeah, so we've brought together uh, some folks within the society from around the world. We've got representation from Sub-Saharan Africa, Brazil, and Colombia, and Latin America, Central America, South America, uh, India, and Sri Lanka, uh, and China, and Europe, and of course, North America. So the idea is that we really want to think uh, cross-culturally. We want to think about different learning styles, different ways that we can teach and train folks. Uh, to dis to kind of break apart the idea that uh, training and education is a one-way part of communication, but really about a dialogue, an ongoing dialogue. And it really must include new ways to include the urban poor and community members in cities who are the ones suffering the most from the health inequalities around the world. So that work group has um, been meeting uh, multiple times a year, both in person and, and virtually. Mm -hmm. We've done a series of trainings uh, for the last mm -hmm. three years at mm -hmm. our conference, and we really want to do at least three things. One is develop um, kind of a web-based platform where people can access information at universities, uh, different uh, organizations that are doing urban health training. What does it look like? Is it online? Is it accessible to me? Mm -hmm. uh, the second is to bring people together and do some kind of training. And um, we'll be doing something in the upcoming conference as we have in the past mm -hmm. to rethink with a specific theme to rethink mm -hmm. um, and, and work together about what does new training uh, mean. And the third thing is how do we then bring this back to and support universities around the world that are training this next generation, particularly in low and uh, middle income countries where we really need to support education. Yeah, brilliant. Jason, I have a question about um, this new class of, uh, I would say in general, the cohort worldwide that's just deciding to go into this career. I have no sense of the numbers of people that are coming into the field. I'm gonna guess you have a good sense of that. Is that number increasing? Uh, I mean, 
in my perspective, it is increasing. Let me give you a couple examples. When I got to Berkeley 10 years ago, there was, I think, the oldest uh, master's program where it was a joint degree in public health and city planning started in 1970. Uh, there are others in the United States, and we've been advising to develop similar kinds of programs or, or at schools around the world. Uh, there were two people enrolled uh, at the time when I got here 10 years ago. Uh, now, uh, on average, we get somewhere between 50 and 75 applicants a year and are just capped at the number of people we can take. And two things are happening. One is in a real increase in an interest in urbanization, people moving back to cities, an interest in uh, understanding and seeing the inequalities, the haves and the have-nots in cities, and what can we do differently. And the second thing really is there's tons of jobs. Mm. Public health agencies, government, private sector, nonprofit, civil society, NGOs, international organizations from the World Bank to UN agencies um, are all hiring people with the skills that know how to cross between, uh, say, public health, city planning, public policy, geography, and are not so narrowly trained. And so I think there's a great interest uh, both in developing these programs and, and our students are not only increasing, but they're also increasingly getting really inter interesting jobs. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, it makes me think, um, you know, we have this ISUH Connect um, that we're building out. You've heard about it at board meetings and actually Mark and Intro Networks um, are active partners on this. And um, I, I, we, we're using this as an attempt to, to connect members or membership engage them around common areas of interest, common ideas, developing uh, projects and collaborative collaborations, et cetera, et cetera. But this business about um, capturing in our membership this wave of, of thinkers who are being trained now, have recently been trained, and are looking to engage health in the context of the city um, and broadly, whether it's in, in relation to mental health in the city or transport or, or um, you know, uh, water. Water is, a, is an interesting commodity and, and a delicate commodity in so many communities. But thinking creatively and innovatively on how we, we move into the 20, in the 21st century, how we live and progress. Um, it, this is a long question, but I want to figure out how we can engage our members to foster a great involvement and collaboration, given this outflow of individuals coming out of programs like yours at UC Berkeley and other places where they're looking to make a difference. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a great question, and it's one we think a lot about. Uh, you know, so we really commit to what uh, many folks call learning by doing. Mm -hmm. And I think the society can work through its existing networks and the, and the things that you're building, you know, Nat, to really figure out, you know, how can we, instead of going so broad all the time, can we go a little more narrow and go deeper? Mm -hmm. and what I mean by that is maybe we select some places, some cities, some communities, some partners around the world so that we can go deeper and say what we've done, for example, is have, we have a 10-year action learning research partnership in the city of Richmond, California, which means that we have students, uh, we do uh, 
you know, data collection and gathering, but it's also policy oriented and provides a real benefit to the city and community residents. And they're seeing those benefits um, in a whole host of ways. And we're, you know, writing about it and publishing and getting it out there. But the idea is that, um, you know, we can't impact every city or every community, but we can be a little more strategic. We can go deeper. And then importantly, because we're not just working in the US or in Bay Area, but also in Latin America and in Sub-Saharan Africa and in Asia, we can we can do some, some comparative uh, analysis and, and conversations with folks from different parts of the world. So I think as an international society and, a, and an organization, that's one model of thinking about how to provide continual learning opportunities and continual engagement opportunities for folks um, that they can then compare, hey, what are you doing in Mumbai? Oh, we're doing it a little bit different and here's why. And, and, and creating the space for those conversations and that learning mm-hmm. and that comparison, I think is a critical role to not happening. Mm-hmm. I don't think as, as much as it, it could. And, and that's where I think we can really add some great value. I think, Mark, we um, need to engage Jason in, in helping us think of how ISUH Connect can fulfill that um, because that's an immediate thing that we can, we yeah, can target. Is. Yes, yeah. I think it's yeah, excellent. The, you know, we, we continue to have this conversation with the, uh, this is probably the wrong word, the old guard and the new guard, right? So we have people who've been doing this uh, since the 70s, uh, and then we have people who've been doing it since you know the last couple of years. And there's um, just, I'm so thrilled to hear uh, the quantum leap we have in, in, and probably if we were to audit all the colleges, we would, we would probably get a similar kind of number. Mm-hmm. And that is a huge chunk of the audience that we want to engage uh, very, very much so. And so I, I think that you're right, Yannette, that having... Um, using this education working group as that's already established, they're already in place. Mm-hmm. We don't have to do mm-hmm. anything there, but let's figure out how they can use ISUH Connect. And as you know, we're really big on partnerships and and mm-hmm. building outreaches. So let's figure out like who should those partners be. Make sure all those partners are in, and then start working. So, yeah, there's we just created more work for ourselves, which yes, we do at this show. We we tend to do that, don't we? Yes, absolutely. Um, uh, quite exciting. Um, you know, uh, this has been amazing. I, I knew I, I couldn't wait for this conversation with Jason because I knew that we would get pinpointed ideas on not only how to engage membership through collaboration, but this in substantive, key substantive ways. Um, and this whole issue, um, I really like of using Jason's work uh, with the Richmond community as a, as a, as sort of a, a nucleus for comparisons for for saying to other members how are you doing it here is this is an example but you may have other ways that you you're using or you may like to replicate some of this and get a movement going that um that we can reuse our conferences then and this whole this is the whole notion that i have for these conferences in arc where we engage people before conferences so then uh, in that process, they develop, you know, activity, uh, workshops, um, panels, whatever, um, substantive activities. Dissemination occurs at the conference. And then post-conference, the papers, the collaborations continue until the next conference. And then we talk about what has happened. And I think this is a really nice uh, opportunity to test that out and use it as um, a nucleus from which to build out. 
Yes. Yeah, I mean, I think um, it's a great idea. I mean, and, and I know, for example, many of the the society's conferences, you know, will have a pre-conference field visit to a community or a project in that city. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes it's difficult, but I think one idea is to say, okay, how do we use the conference as a way to help and support that community to problem solve? We bring in all these experts from around the world, people with all kinds of different experience. Is there a way to prepare them more than just an afternoon field visit? to really engage in a, in a kind of critical conversation over a couple of days that makes a real con- lasting contribution in that place after the conference leaves. And then it moves on to another part of the world. Well, we don't want to lose that last year's engagement. Let's bring it back uh, and to build that continuity over cities. And then ISUH has a, a set of really deep case studies, ongoing partnerships um, that it can continually build upon uh, and reflect on as it builds its, the organization, as we expand membership, as we think through the new challenges of urban health. Um, so, you know, this is something that we've also been thinking a lot about and, and sharing, happy to share more about some of the strategies. Just one last quick example. What we've done with this, I mean, you mentioned the work we've done in Richmond, California for a long time, and it's been incredibly rewarding, both personally and also um, it has made a significant change in one of the most violent cities in the United States to you know, an incredibly radical transformation in that place. Um, and as word got out and as we realized there was something here to learn, we developed a global exchange model. So over the last year and a half, we brought practitioners from Mumbai and India, uh, from China, from uh, Nairobi and Cape Town to Richmond. And not just uh, academics, but government officials and community organizations. And they've met with our partners in Richmond, local officials, community organizations, and our research team as well, and say, how have you done what you've done? Oh, this is what we did. We, we also experienced violence in South Africa, or we have real issues with displacement and gentrification uh, happening in, in Mumbai. How have you dealt with that? So, you know, it wasn't just a disconnected conversation it was in real a real place and we've done the same uh, with practitioners from Medellin in Colombia Uh, and so and that's an ongoing thing and an ongoing global exchange and at the same time we brought folks from Richmond to these sites around the world we just recently came back from Nairobi um, where they were able to look at uh, youth leadership and public space and issues of environment and health in the informal settlements of Nairobi in a way that informed what they're now doing back in Richmond. So I think that ISUH is in a wonderful position to be able to be a a real facilitator of these kinds of exchanges, which I really believe and have seen in my own work, have a transformative experience with folks uh, from around the world. Excellent. Excellent. Um, What an amazing note to end on. Yeah. Um, I, my, my fingers are numb with um, t- note-taking. Jason, this has been an honor and, and quite excited, exciting and so much food for thought. You know I will be coming to you and saying so, and with Mark, um, how do we effect this? How do we make this, turn this into, we start small, but we are into model building and the one block that will then become the nucleus for, for spawning more, more tadpoles, you know, and, and, and bigger frogs. 
So, um, and I like frogs, so that's we why love frogs. analogy. Yes, yes we love yes. frogs. Yes. Well, and it's amphibian. been enjoyable. Thank you, Jason. Thank you so much. This was a, a great conversation, and, and we've been touching on education uh, roundabout, but this we we did a deep dive. And thank you very much. Um, and Yannette, this is the end of this season. Season and one and season one. This yes. is a great set of shows. We've had some great people. So these are our, our charter um, podcasts and interviews. So um, if someone came, if list, dear listener, if you came in at the end, uh, look in our back catalog. There's uh, We have 12 shows uh, for you to listen to, and they're all uh, absolutely amazing people from all over the world representing the true diversity and of, of on every level that you could imagine uh, with ISUH. And so with that, I want to say thank, uh, thank you to both of you. And that's me signing off. Thank you, Mark. Thank you, Jason. Thank you both. Thank you for listening. You can find more ISUH conversations on our website at isuh.org or subscribe on iTunes so you don't miss any upcoming episodes. Our website also features upcoming events and a members area where you can meet and collaborate with your peers.